Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. This is Jill here, helping you out with the farm show and helping you out getting you to where you need to go. As FYI, it's pretty rough out there. It was kind of a challenge getting in, but I made it. And I'm not really very prepared today, so we might have a few extra songs today, and that's okay. Uh, we're going to start off. We're actually looking at our closings. I just refreshed. It's the the website is still refreshing, but Alma Center, Humbird, Lincoln, Maryland, Alma Center, Humbird, Maryland School District is closed today. Arcadia is closed today. Augusta's closed today. Blair Taylor closed today. Leva Strum is closed today. Independence and Osseo Fairchild are both closed today. Toma Area School District is closed, and the Whitehall School District is closed. That's what I have so far. But as I said, the the thing just keeps spinning on to try to refresh. So I'm not sure where. Just make sure that you're. And I'm not sure why I did that, but <laughs> I was lucky enough to follow the plow truck in this morning. But we were still only doing 25 miles an hour. So be careful out there. Take your time. Make sure everything is open before you take off. Um, but today we're going to get through some chores. We're going to be hearing a little bit about a nursery down in Maryland and that I had the opportunity to interview Ashley All. She's part of Northern Family Farms. And Kristen wrote the script, so I haven't even had a chance to look at it yet. But uh, 
Oh, it's talking about planting equipment, ethanol industry, and tomorrow is Ag Day at the campus at UW River Falls. So we're just going to do our best here and maybe throw in an extra song or two, but try to keep you up to date on the closings, at least the closings that I have. So we better get working on some of those chores. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I realize now that I neglected to write down the weather. Well, we all know the weather is kind of interesting out there. And my pickup said it was 29 degrees and snowy and and uh, um, it's it's rough out there. It's got cold and it froze on the road and I don't know, I'll have to look up what the weather is or else we'll just wait for Mike to tell us about it at the, at the bottom of the hour. Here at Wax 104.5, we're two minutes after five, and we're going to be hearing from National News. NBC News Radio, I'm Tammy Trujillo. President Biden says the nation is once again grieving after two more mass shootings. In a statement Sunday, he called gun violence outrageous and unacceptable, while slamming Republican lawmakers for not acting on the issue. A shooting at a teen's birthday party in Alabama left at least four dead and more than a dozen people injured on Saturday night. That was also when two people died and at least four were injured following a shooting at a park in Kentucky. Biden says that Americans want common-sense gun safety reforms. Nearly 70 Republican members of Congress are signing on to a brief urging an appeals court to uphold the decision of a federal judge in Texas halting the prescription of a widely used abortion pill. It's a response to over 200 congressional Democrats who are lobbying for a reversal of the ruling. The House Republicans that signed on are led by August Pfluger of Texas. They argue that the federal government approval of the abortion drug was unlawful. Workers in the tech industry are concerned about losing their jobs to chatbots and artificial intelligence. Dina Kodiak has more. According to job firm Challenger Gray and Christmas, there has already been a 5% increase in tech job cuts in the first three months of this year than during all of 2022. Job losses in the tech field are on pace to top those in 2001 as a result of the dot-com bust. Many analysts are offering some optimism, saying there's a greater chance of tech workers changing jobs because of new technology rather than losing jobs. That's Deanna Kodiak reporting. The curtain is closed on the longest-running Broadway show in history. Sunday marked the final performance of The Phantom of the Opera. New York City Mayor Eric Adams used the occasion to award a key to the city to Broadway legend Andrew Lloyd Webber to celebrate the show's historic run. Nearly 14,000 Phantom of the Opera shows have been performed in the last 35 years. You're listening to The Latest. I'm Tammy Trujillo. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, good morning again. We got through a few more things. I pulled up the extended forecast on the computer and, you know, none of it really looks that good. (laughs) Today, high of 38 and windy. Tonight, low of 21. Tomorrow, supposed to be fully sunny and 51 degrees. I think we better soak tomorrow in. Wednesday, 46 and breezy with rain, snow, I don't know what kind of stuff coming out of the sky, likely. And the same story for Thursday, Friday, 45 and breezy, Saturday, 43 and mostly cloudy, Sunday, 48 and looks like mostly cloudy. And I didn't have a chance to grab the temperatures around the area, but it looks like what I see on the screen is mostly in the 20s, middle to high 20s. 
around the area. So it's cold out there. You had to get out my winter coat again and put on my big boots because I had to walk through about eight inches of snow when I stepped out of my house today. So it's uh, not very nice out there. Those kiddos are going to have to put on their boots again. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. A quick little blurp of the weather, but we're going to keep working on our chores, if I can talk this morning. But uh, we'll get through what we can get through. And, and I did have an updated list of the closings. That went a few more on there. So Elma Center, Humber, Maryland, Arcadia, Augusta, Black River Falls, Blair Taylor, Levis Drum, Independence, Melrose Mindoro, Nielsville, Asu Fairchild, Sparta, Toma, and Whitehall. They are all closed with Toma and Independence having virtual learning days. That's so they can get in enough time so they don't have to go. Man, with this weather, maybe they'll end up going until July. You never know around this place. But we need to keep moving on with our chores at nine minutes after five o'clock here at Wax 104.5 with Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's our first market time of the morning brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We'll start out with our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 172 to 182 with mixed at 155 to 170. Choice fed beef heifers are 172 to 180 with mixed at 116 to 170. Choice fed Holstein steers are 141 to 153 with select and silage fed steers 110 to 138. Cows are 70 to 93 with a top of 113. Bulls are 84 to 123 with butcher hogs at 41 to 76. Sows are 31 to 35 with boars at 15 to 19 and a half. Shorn market lambs are 140 to 150. Unshorn market lambs are 145 to 170. Feeder lambs are 150 to 260 with ewes at 35 to 105. Small goats are 125 and down. Medium goats are 110 to 210. Large goats are 150 to 345. And nanny goats are 25 to 260. So let's slip on over to the Mercantile Exchange for the live cattle. For April, 174.75, down 75 cents. June, 163.72, down 77.5 cents. August, 162.70, down 55 cents. And October, 166.60, down 37 cents. And our feeder cattle futures. April, 203.40, up 72 cents. For May, 207.90, up a dime. August 223.95, a down a dollar two. September 227.60, down a dollar twelve. October 229.95, down a dollar ten. And our lean hog carcasses for April 71.75, that is up 15 cents. For May 80.45, up 50 cents. For June 86.87, up a dollar twenty two. And July Eighty nine sixty five up a dollar twelve. We're gonna slide right on over to our Chicago Board of Trade. July corn six thirty four down a penny and a half. July oats three thirty four up two cents. Soy July soybeans fourteen seventy four up seven and a half cents. And our July soybean meal. 
$458 a ton, up a dollar and a half. And our July wheat, six ninety two with no change. And moving on over to our cheese markets, barrels, one fifty one and a quarter down three and a half. Forty pound blocks, one seventy seven and a half down one and three quarters. Our gray double A butter, two thirty two and three quarters down one and three quarters. And our class three milk futures for April, eighteen sixty two down six cents. May seventeen sixty nine down twenty six cents. June down twenty cents to seventeen ninety nine, and July eighteen fifty three down twenty one cents, and August down another sixteen cents down to nineteen oh three, and that market is trending downward. Well, we better get through some more chores, and then I'm going to take a stab at the script. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're going to take a little look at the script that Kristen, she actually started out and said it was so rough coming out and trying to get up here that she turned around and went back home. So I said, I got that uh, quarter to three call and I had a feeling it was going to come. So we need to stay safe out there and take your time and give your plow truck drivers a lot of space because they've got a big job to do with the way it melted on the roads and it got pretty icy underneath. But we're going to talk about the warm weather last week. Farmers are taking their planting equipment out of the sheds and realize they may need new tires. The good news is that availability is better than last year and the prices hikes have stalled. Top concerns for farmers during the planting season are either the flat the tire failed and the equipment is stuck in the field or on the road and the wheel popped, which could be due to a weight issue. When you get new tires and want to keep them working like new, keep the valve stem clean and capped. Frequently check the treads and sidewalls and use an inflation calculator to make sure your tires can do the job you need them to do. You can find an inflation calculator online or ask your local tire shop. And the ethanol industry took off. In the late 2000s, but almost two decades after the original renewable fuel policy was passed, the industry looks a bit different. With the popularity of electric and hybrid vehicles growing, gasoline use could drop, taking ethanol consumption with it. Many automakers have announced they are shifting away from internal combustion engines. For instance, General Motors set a 2035 target to stop selling vehicles powered by gasoline or diesel. Well, on the surface, these announcements are concerning for some corn growers, but there are some factors. One factor is how fast new electric vehicles can displace the current fleet. The average age of a car is 13.1 years, and it's been increasing for the last decade. Another factor is plug-in hybrid electric vehicles use liquid fuels or grid power. Studies show 60% of the time those vehicles are operating on gas. So when you put this all together, you're talking about a 1 in 3% decline in corn demand by 2035. Looking at those numbers, it looks like there's little concern at this point. Tomorrow is Ag Day on campus at UW-River Falls. Ag Day on campus is an annual event hosted by UWRF Collegiate Farm Bureau that works to showcase Wisconsin agriculture among the campus and the community. Student-led organizations, 
businesses, as well as speakers representing many sectors of the industry, contribute to the event and tell the story of agriculture. The event will kick off tomorrow morning at 9.30 with opening ceremonies followed by the expo, some games, an ag panel, dinner, and wrapping up the night will be entertainment by the Peterson Farm Brothers. This is the 11th year Ag Day on campus has happened and is still going and growing strong. So that's a look at our farm news. We better get through a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Ashley All. She is a partner in Northern Family Farms down in Maryland, Wisconsin. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Spring has finally sprung here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. I'm Jill Welke, and I had the opportunity to talk to Ashley All. She is a partner in Northern Family Farms of Maryland, Wisconsin. We talked to her about how the farm was started and what they started with. And labor challenges, shipping challenges, the size and the scope of the farm. And we took a dive into looking at the future of Northern Family Farms. My grandparents started the farm in the 50s. They actually lived in Illinois and were driving up every weekend. Um, and once they got to their first harvest season, they moved here full time. My parents came back and took over. They represented the second generation. And that's kind of where the, the nursery end of the business really uh, took root. We started out uh, digging our Christmas trees, um, but sandy soils here in Wisconsin didn't lend well. So we had to uh, come up with a different method for doing that. So we started growing in what we call an... Um, a soilless media, so it's pine bark, uh, peat moss, and and then the other additives, the uh, fertilizer booster and things that, that we put in there. Um, we started growing in that media in uh, in the 90s, and then industry or then the nursery has really evolved since then, and now it is uh, the biggest part of our farm. So it's about 75%, uh, it might be close to 80% of our revenue right now. Well, 75, 80% of the revenue. Let me wrap my mind around how many plants or how many, how much space that is. In our growing operations, we're right around 300 acres um, that we're growing on for nursery. And I, we're right at the, the million plant mark. So, um, that, and that's inclusive of everything we do perennials, roses, trees, shrubs, um, evergreens. So, then the whole mix. So who gets to pick what kind of mix you grow? Well, it's a little bit of everybody. Um, I like everything. So um, my brother is kind of the editor. And he says, Ashley, that sounds lovely, but let's be realistic. How many of those can we actually grow? Um, and then we have a lot of input from our growers as well. You know, they they provide a lot of feedback as to what does well for them, what doesn't. And then ultimately our customers, right? So they're... Um, whether or not they buy the stuff that Ashley thinks is really cool is a totally different story. And that, that at the end of the day, is who makes the decisions at the farm. Is, is Can we actually sell this to our retailers? And, and can the retailers sell it to the consumers? And that's, that's really where we, we uh, make our decisions. So I'm assuming with all kinds of agriculture, you have kind of evolved from the beginning. What are some of the 
the new things that you're growing that are exciting out there? We're really seeing a lot of new introductions on the perennial space and in the shrub space. And, you know, everyone is always asking for low maintenance, um, for a sort of smaller profile or more controlled profile. And that's where we're seeing a lot of the, the plant breeding going is in that, say, on the shrub end of things, like that two to three foot size that doesn't require a ton of pruning, doesn't require a ton of maintenance, um, you know, roses that uh, deadhead themselves and rebloom, um, looking for more and more items that are, are reblooming items. Um, and there's just a lot of really cool stuff out there right now. Well, and to have a variety, you have to have labor. Tell me how the labor is going for you guys. Actually, we've been really fortunate. My parents um, saw this, you know, coming down the pike that that we're going to have trouble. I mean, we're in a small town in rural Wisconsin, and um, in order to have scalability, we've actually used um, H-2A labor and um, and as well as some local labor um, as a part of that. But the H-2A piece has been... Uh, unbelievably good for us. We have the same group of people that come back every year. Um, they're incredible workers. They are um, they're leaders amongst themselves too. They're kind and good to each other. Um, and we couldn't do what we're doing at the farm without them. What about shipping? What have the challenges been with shipping? Shipping is always a challenge. It's um, it's expensive right now, especially with fuel costs being on the, the higher end of things. Um, we use all local um, dedicated drivers, so we're really fortunate to have long-term relationships with, with local drivers. Um, they do a lot for us, you know, they're... Um, they're dedicated, so they're they're running for us exclusively during the spring season, and they help on the other end unload our product as well. So it's not a, you know just back up to the dock and and uh, somebody else deals with it from that point. It, they're it's a it's a labor love on their end as well, and we are so thankful and very appreciative of the work that they do for us each spring. How far do you ship out? For nursery season, we uh, ship as far east as uh, West Virginia and as far west as uh, the mountain states. Um, we're kind of in, in like southern Illinois is about as far south as we go, but really in the heart of our shipping is the, is the greater Midwest. So Dakotas, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska. And we brought up shipping challenges to get the product out. What about any of the paperwork or permits to get those plants out there? So all of our plants are inspected each season um, by the Wisconsin Department of Ag, and they issue us a license. And then we're in charge of knowing if there are any restrictions in any of the states that we're shipping to. So there are certain products, say take North Dakota, there are certain products that have to have a special label on them in order to ship to North Dakota. Um, so we're we're responsible ultimately for all of that and informing our customers, you know, if there are issues with some of the, the products that they've ordered um, going into certain states. So that is a challenge in and of itself. Um, we have that mostly automated now, but it changes and, it, you know, things happen. It slips through the cracks, but we do our best to make sure that we're worshiping appropriate product to appropriate states. A million plants out there planted in a year. Let's look a little to the future. 
What are you thinking? There will be more plants. <laughs> I don't have a good answer for that. Um, my crystal ball is kind of foggy at times, um, but uh, she's been good to me over the years. And we are, you know, we're going to continue to push and grow and um, offer new products and offer, um, you know, the the best products that we can. We're we're limited because we're growing in in. Northern Wisconsin, you might as well say, I guess, West Central Wisconsin, and it's cold here. So um, we have our challenges in the spring, and we're looking for ways to expand our season into into the fall and make sure that people understand, consumers especially understand that it's fall is a great time to plant, you know, and you're talking about planting um big, big items in the fall, like trees or, you know, replacing a rock garden or something like that in your yard. Uh, The advantages of planting in the fall is that you don't have to water all through the heat of the season. Maybe you have to water three or four times, um, but you're not. All we're looking for is for that plant to get established before wintertime, add a few roots, get those active and, and going, and then you get to forget about it. And the next year, you don't have all the maintenance that you would uh, with you know planting in the spring. So trying to extend our season and say, hey, you know, hey world, you can, you can plant all times of the year, um, not just spring. Um, I think that's going to help our industry as a whole. I know I'm considering doing some changing of the shrubbery that I have around my house. And it'd be great if I ended up with some Northern Family Farm shrubs from Maryland. And that was Ashley All. She's a partner from Northern Family Farms. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're keeping moving on here and Up next, we'll be hearing from Rocky from Premier Livestock. We're going to get through a few more chores before we head on over to him. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And just as promised on cue, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. What's it looking like over there? Yeah, it's a little rugged out there. Can't cool over here, so... I, yeah, I would definitely call it rugged down at my house. But like I said, it seemed a little bit better here in Eau Claire. So. But it, yeah, the roads were really drifted on the way in. So. Yeah, sounds like fun. <laughs> Hopefully it's our last big event. I hope so. Why don't you tell me about the markets? Uh, thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. Holstein, uh, plus a registered red and white Holstein bull, registered black and white Holstein bull, plus lots more. Uh, full details at Premier Livestock and Auctions.com. Questions, call us at Premier 715 229 2500. And Jill, that's how it's shaped up. Yeah, well, I pushed the wrong, I did not push the right button, so people are going to have to go to the podcast to hear all of your lingo, so I'm sorry about that. My, uh... oh, all right. <laughs> All right, yep, just check it out, premierlivestockandauctions.com. So. Yep, I appreciate it. I heard you, but, uh, yeah, I didn't push the right button. It's it's Monday. All right, so. well, mark, markets are good. Big dairy sale Wednesday, super big dairy feeder sale on uh, Tuesday. So. All right, well, go to premierlivestockandauctions.com to find out more, and it will be on the podcast, which will be on, go to the WAX website, Midwest Farm Report, and I will get the podcast on 
just as quick as I'm off the air. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jill. All right. Thank you, Rocky. And like I said, I pushed the wrong button, and there I'm pushing the wrong slides, but uh, maybe I'll get it right when I slide on over to TV 13 and get a chance to talk to Mike Dandria. And apparently he's not quite ready for us, so uh, we'll uh, do a few more chores. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I think it might be time to hear some news from Mike Dandria. Mike, are you ready for us? Or are you still busy outside? Well, I uh, if I was outside, I wouldn't be ready, Jill. <laughs> no, well, I have a little trouble seeing the screen, so I didn't know exactly where you were at. So. Hey, no worries. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some spots towards uh, the eastern parts of our viewing area and listening area that uh, may have trouble seeing a lot of things as they're seeing the heaviest snow and some winds whipping around for all of us. Thankfully, towards Eau Claire, things have started to lighten up, but we're still expecting snow at least into the latter half of the morning and early afternoon. A lot of us still under that winter storm warning until 1 o'clock later this afternoon. For today, only warming up into the upper 30s and low 40s, and later on tonight, those clouds will start to clear on out as we dip to the low 20s for our overnight lows. Tomorrow, sunshine and low 50s, but that sunshine doesn't last long as we'll have chances for rain moving in Wednesday Lasting us on and off through, really, Saturday. And highs only hanging out into the mid to upper 40s for the most part. Saturday even cooler as we only climb to the low 40s. And for Sunday, we'll have just a partly sunny sky and upper 40s for our highs. We still have some light snow in Eau Claire right now, though, with a temperature of 29 degrees and a wind chill of 19 degrees. I was so hoping we would stop talking about wind chills. I think a lot of us felt that way, Jill. (laughs) And uh, unfortunately, here we are on April 17th. And... It almost feels like December 17th. Yeah, I stepped out my uh, house door and the door pushed the snow and then I stepped out into it. I was like, oh. Yeah, never a good sign. <laughs> no, and I'm, we're still calving here. We've got 43 calves, but the last two were born in the shed, so they did not go out yesterday. Well, good on them. I don't think many of us want to go out today either. <laughs> no. All right, Jill, you have a good one. Yep, have, have fun. Oh, you bet. And that was Mike Dandria giving us the weather update. None of it sounds that great out there. And our Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. We are 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. We need to do a few more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Morgan. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Morgan is in the house. She made it from Boyceville. And boy, that's loud in my ears. But anyway, she made it from from Boyceville. They made their trek in. So good morning, Morgan. What's happening? Somber faces, heavy hearts, and crowds in a sea of blue at Saturday's memorial for Western Wisconsin's two fallen police officers. We begin the week looking back as cops across the state turned out to say goodbye to Chatech Police Officer Emily Breedenbach and Cameron Police Officer Hunter Scheel. They were gunned down April 8th by the man they just pulled over, Governor Evers, and several other state and local leaders paying their respects. The state says the investigation into their deaths is ongoing. Well, starting the week, the fire near Fort McCoy no longer burning. Work over the weekend from the DNR saying that 
that uh, the crews contained and extinguished the Arcadia fire on Saturday. And the fire burned more than 3,000 acres and had some roads closed. Also sent people out of their homes for a while while it burned for three days, though no one was hurt. Still not clear what damage may be involved in there. The fire near Fort McCoy was the biggest of last week's wildfires across Wisconsin. It's all about balance when it comes to the checkbook, and high schoolers now may have to learn how to do that. Balance a checkbook, financial literacy, that's something that lawmakers are tackling. Let's look at the ledger. Lawmakers in Madison this week holding a hearing on a plan that would require a class on financial literacy for all high school grads. The idea? Well, make sure kids have a better knowledge about things like credit cards and student loan debt. Though not everybody a fan, they're expecting some pushback from local schools who don't want another mandate from the state legislature. Well, a new face in town and a new name behind the badge of Menominee with a new police chief starting today. Commander Rick Hollister, no stranger to the area, though. He's currently with the city, simply moving up. Menominee's Police and Fire Commission made the announcement heading into the weekend as Hollister has 37 years of law enforcement experience and has worked his way through the ranks at Menominee PD. And when you're sick, let's face it, do you sometimes go to Dr. Google? Well, Bree Tennis says you probably do, right? That's what the diagnosis is. The study was conducted by one poll for Bayer, the aspirin people. They say 40% of Americans hit up the internet to diagnose medical problems, but it turns out Dr. Google, or any other search engine you're using, is wrong a lot. Harvard's software algorithms say the internet is accurate with the correct diagnosis only about 34% of the time, and that's good to know because the average person self-diagnosed about four times last year instead of visiting their doctor. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Really, though, at the end of the day, it's still his mom who is best at that, right? Could always take one look at you and tell you you were sick. And we headed back to the barn. Chores to be done with Joe Elke and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's about 16 minutes before 6 o'clock and it's time to get to our markets. We're going to be hearing from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, dollar fifty to two thirty two. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar forty to two nineteen. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar forty to two oh six. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar thirty to a dollar seventy four. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar ten to a dollar sixty three. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar to a dollar sixty six. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, April twenty eighth. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments go to the equity livestock market consignment page and click on the altoona market this has been jim lindsey reporting from equity livestock in altoona have a great day the crack of dawn never sounded so good wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report well it's that time to get another look at the the markets and talk to jerry fitzgerald from equity stratford well, Jill, and good morning to you, and, well, you should get a uh, large bonus today for r- driving in and all this miserable stuff, but uh, I guess, uh, well, it's going to kind of hang around this morning, but after lunch, maybe this thing will get a little better. So, we, first of all, we are definitely planning on having a sale here today at Equity Stratford, probably be a little later start time, but uh, anyway, we got move on, but uh, a lot of schools closed, and so I guess... Uh, some of the kids are going to get a free day today. So, and uh, oh man, I was just looking at this. I don't know how they do this, but some of these kids will be going into the middle of June with all these snow days. <laughs> well, actually, they keep track of their minutes, and they can uh, do virtual days, so they don't have to do that quite so much anymore. 
uh, administration is very on top of that. I've been in the school actually last week, and I'll be in again this week for a few things. So they they don't want to go into June either. So they just keep working together. So how are those markets up there, Jerry? Well, we better give the folks an update here at Equity Stratford. First of all, uh, uh, full sales schedule on tap this week, as I mentioned. Uh, probably maybe starting a little later this morning. But uh, anyway, markets have been very strong. Uh, most of the cows last week, uh, high-yielding cows in that 92 to 106 range, a few higher. Uh, calves very strong all week. Uh, bull calves up to 370. Those beef calves up to 560. So markets are good. Uh, Looking forward for that this week. Uh, and like I said, full marketing week here at Equity Stratford. We'll get this morning started. Uh, we will have overnight delivered cattle that will be sold first this morning, uh, including market cows, fed cattle, market bulls, baby calves, probably around the noontime hour today to start with those. Uh, tomorrow, a very busy day here at Stratford. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we do start tomorrow morning with the hay and bedding auction. Dairy sale tomorrow. We do have a complete herd dispersal tomorrow, 150 Holstein milk cows, spring and heifers with that also. Uh, again, like I said, a complete herd dispersal. Cows are freestyle housed, tie stall milk, TMR fed, monthly herd health program, dry cows are all vaccinated, uh, dry cow treatment, a- all AI bred herds, so a, uh, a very nice herd of cows for you folks. Uh, again, cows in that herd for everybody's budget, but a good opportunity if you folks are looking for some good quality dairy cattle tomorrow, 11 o'clock start time for that dairy auction here tomorrow here at Stratford. And then following the dairy sale, we will be selling market cattle tomorrow. And we do include, of course, those organic market cattle um, as we do sell those every Tuesday. On Wednesday, full marketing day on Wednesday, including the feeder cattle sale, that'll be at 12.30 p.m. start. Our auction on Thursday does start at 11 o'clock. So, again, folks who've got any questions on the sales schedule or start time this morning, just give us a call. Uh, 687-4101 is our phone number. A lot of information on our website also. So a busy week on tap, and uh, hopefully this weather will straighten out. Or we can forget about 80 degrees, probably around to about whatever. But uh, And as we are speaking, the snowplow has just gone through here, so... Folks, just do drive careful. Uh, we'll get through all this mess today, but it's going to be warm enough. Gets in the 30s. A lot of this will melt. I know I was watching yesterday when it started over here about 6. Uh, a lot of the stuff, the it was sticking on the grass, but on the hard surfaces like the road and the gravel driveways and stuff, it was kind of melting on contact. So I, some of that probably did melt, but it's a mess. So, Jill, you drive careful on your way home, and we'll talk to you folks tomorrow. Uh, Give us an update what's happening today. But like I said before, markets are looking good. Uh, folks, do drive careful. Uh, plows will be out. And uh, I don't know about plowing on these side roads with the gravel. That is going to be an adventure as soft as everything is. But we'll get through it. And uh, I guess we had our taste of summer for at least a little while. Yeah, we're just uh, trying out all the different seasons in this last week. So, but... <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Well, like they say, Wisconsin... Just wait a couple hours. It'll change. And So, Jill, you have a nice day, and uh, we'll talk to you folks tomorrow morning. Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. Now, we've got a few more chores to do here, and not many of those. But we need to hear from Bob talking to Dr. Dan Understander with the Alfalfa Program. Once again this morning on our next Core Alfalfa Update Program, Dr. Dan Understander, our state forage specialist, is with us. And, uh, Dan, we get out in these fields, we can see there's plenty of moisture out there. 
Are you confident we've got enough moisture in our hay stands to uh, make a good first crop and hopefully uh, don't damage those stands? Yes, Bob. Uh, the good news is that we have adequate moisture in most of the fields. Uh, in many cases, uh, some of the standing water that occurred some time ago is gone, so the soils will gradually start to dry out. I think that we won't see as much death or injury as might have occurred had the water remained. But it is important to keep in mind that these soils are still wet and soft. A couple things in terms of management that help. We'd like not to get ruts in the field. We'd like not to damage the alfalfa. So this would be a year if you didn't take a late fall cutting last fall and have some growth this spring we'd recommend that you leave that there. Just don't try to mow it off. Uh, it's fuel and energy, and, and the ground's pretty wet in many cases. The amount that's there isn't going to materially damage the alfalfa that you're harvesting. It may make uh, the bales look not so nice because you do have some dead stems in there, but we've analyzed this, and uh, really it's has an insignificant effect on the protein and the fiber of the alfalfa. Uh, there just isn't enough tonnage there, assuming we get good growth out of our alfalfa stand. The other thing to keep in mind is uh, this is the kind of year and the reason why we recommend uh, applying fertilizer in the fall prior to last cutting. I think we all know it does help the winter survival, but more important, it does mean that we don't need to get on the field now to apply fertilizer. If we do now, we are going to leave rust in many fields, so it's much better to have an adequate supply of the fertilizer to harvest first cutting alfalfa, and then when the stand field is dried out a little bit, presumably when we've taken first cutting off, we can come onto the field and apply fertilizer for the uh, summer months. So do think about uh, trying to avoid driving on the field when it's too wet. We don't want to leave uh, ruts there. We don't want to kill alfalfa plants. And uh, if we had fertilized in the fall and if we leave whatever residues there, we can just wait until first cutting and the ground will likely have dried out to some extent and we can get into the field and harvest it with uh, little or no damage to the stand. So don't be in too big a hurry. And, and again, that fall fertilization is very important. So uh, if you didn't do it last year, plan on it this year. Dan Undersander, a state forage specialist, with us once again on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program. Well, I don't think we're going to be in a big hurry to get out there and fertilize today. That's for sure. And we're going to take another look at our second set of markets here. Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for July is at 634, down a penny and a half. July oats, 334, up two cents. July soybeans, 1474, up seven and a half cents. And July soybean meal, $458 a ton, up a dollar and a half. And wheat for July is at 692, with no change from last week. And our country elevator prices, Golden Plump in Arcadia, 623, Baldwin, 621 and 1447, Duran, 619 and 1442, Mondovi, 624 and 1447, Elmwood, 624 and 1452, Fall Creek, 613 and 1422, Osseo, 629 and 1452. 
Elk Mound, 604 and 1448. Sparta, 612 for corn and 1443 for soybeans. Ellsworth, 608 for corn and 1421 for soybeans. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville, 641. Stanley, 624. And New Richmond, 619. Rolling on over to our dairy markets. Barrel cheese, 151 and a quarter, down three and a half. 40 pound blocks, 177 and a half, down one and three quarters. Gray double A butter, 232 and three quarters, down one and three quarters. Our class three milk for April, 1862, down six cents. May, down 26 cents to 1769. June, 1799, down 20 cents. July, down 21 cents to 1853. And August down 16 cents to 1903, and that market is trending downward. We've got a few more chores to do, and then we'll take one last look at our closings. One last look at our closing. Alma Center, Humbird, Maryland School District is closed. Alma School District is opening two hours late. Altoona is opening two hours late. Arcadia, Augusta are both closed. Augusta Senior Center and Community Center is closed Monday. Bethel Christian School is opening two hours late. Black River Falls, Blair Taylor, Bruce, and Kadat and Cashton are all closed today. Chippewa County Meals on Wheels is closed today. Chippewa Falls Area Unified School District is two hours late. Cochran Fountain City is opening two hours late today. Cornell is closed. Eau Claire Area School District is opening two hours late. Eau Claire Meals on Wheels is closed today. Eliva Strum, Fall Creek are both closed today, except Fall Creek does have a virtual learning Monday. Generations Academy is opening two hours late. Gilman is closed today. Gilmanton is opening two hours late. Ooh, I lost my spot. Uh, Greenwood, Hillsboro, Holman, Independence, they're all closed with Independence having a virtual learning day. Lacrosse, Ladysmith are both closed. Lake Holcomb, Melrose Mindoro are closed. Mondovi is opening two hours late. Nielsville, New Lisbon, North Crawford, oh, Nielsville, New Lisbon are both closed. North Crawford is opening two hours late. On Alaska, Asu Fairchild, Owen Withy, Phillips are all closed today. Regis Catholic Schools are opening two hours late. Rib Lake is closed. Sparta, Stanley Boyd are, they're closed. And Thorpe has a virtual learning Monday. Toma is closed today with a remote learning day. Westby is closed. Whitehall is closed. Winter is closed. And Wanawak is closed today. That's what I have for closing. It's a long list, so make sure things are open before you take off and take your time. And our forecast for today is 38 and windy with snow this morning. Tomorrow, I'm banking on 59 and 51 and sunny, so hopefully a little bit of a reprieve. And then through the rest of the week, middle 40s and breezy with some snow and rain likely. And that's what I have for the show this morning. Have a great day. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other.
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. <laughs>